Welcome to Cowan Insights, a space that brings leading thinkers together to share insights and ideas shaping the world around us. Join us as we converse with the top minds who are influencing our global sectors. Hello, my name is Charles Ree, Cowan's Healthcare Technology Analyst, and welcome to the Cowan Future Health Podcast. Today's podcast is part of our monthly series that continues Cowan's efforts to bring together thought leaders, innovators, and investors to discuss the convergence of healthcare technology and consumerism, and how it's changing the way we look at health, healthcare, and the healthcare system. And in this episode, we'll be talking about how technology is, a change, is changing the way we think about parenting, especially in the first years of infancy. And to discuss the topic with me is Kurt Workman, CEO and co-founder of Outlet, a disruptive baby monitoring and safety company whose mission is to empower parents with the right information at the right time through their increasing array of products and services. So Kurt, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Charles. You know, when I think back to uh, when my first kid was born, uh, you know, I think of all the books uh, that we had collected prior to that, all the stuff that we were told we needed, uh, I went out and bought, um, you know, everything was from advice from friends and family. And, you know, obviously my, I, I doubt uh, my experience was very unique in that sense. You know, maybe start by talking to us about the challenges that new parents are facing today, uh, particularly, you know, after they leave the hospital and, you know, you know, and in, in regards to that, you know, what, what have, you know, what, what have they been armed with? You know, what, what are some of the challenges and uh, in terms of support systems that they have or, you know, haven't had? Yeah, that's a, it's a great question. And I still remember the moment when I left the hospital with my son, Ashton, and he's, he's my oldest and, and kind of for the first time realizing that I, all of the activities that had been happening in the hospital for the last you know, few days were up to me. You know, I was the doctor and the nurse and the, you know, uh, the, the, the dietitian and the sleep trainer, all of those, those roles. They even when you're in the hospital, they wheel your baby off to the nursery so you can get a good night's sleep. And it's a very stark transition. And, uh, you know, parents become caregivers overnight. I went through more training to get a driver's license than I did to become a dad. And um, I think that the the only tool that we were sort of recommended or given was a, a little digital thermometer. Um, the average pediatrician gets about five minutes per patient. Um, and that's, you know, those are, those are some, some pretty big deficits as parents take on this new role. Unfortunately, between the last trimester of pregnancy and the first six months of life, there's 28,000 babies that pass away unexpectedly at home. These are healthy babies from stillbirth and suicide. The average parent will care for up to 120 days of sickness of, of, of a sick child in the first few years and 44 nights of lost sleep. Um, and so, you know, you've got this exhausted, understaffed, undertrained caregiver that's dealing with some really big care challenges in the home. And that drives um, really um, outsized healthcare utilization, the highest health rate of healthcare and primary care util utilization of any other time of life. There's 92 million visits in the first four years of life. And um, they've done studies and 97% of the visits, for example, to an ER are uh, treatment release. They're essentially peace of mind visits. Parents go in to just make sure baby's okay, which is a really unique thing. You know, for teenagers, their head has to be split open from a trampoline accident or something like that to take them into the ER. But there's this phenomenon with our children because we don't have the training or the tools or the resources at home to really assess and baby can't actually communicate how they're feeling 
that uh, you know parents take them into the urgent care ER or, or a pediatric visit uh, at, at really high rates. And so, you know, I, I I think that you know at Outlet we're trying to give parents access to the 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 technology and the tools and the the training and the resources that they need to deliver care at home. We want to shift the center of triage from urgent care clinics and, and hospital systems to the home and, and empower parents with that information. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I remember too, right. You know, probably my, my second son was easier because we knew it a little bit, but yeah, even then I remember ending up, you know, going to the hospital for some random stuff just because just wasn't sure. Right. Um, yeah. So, with, yeah. Uh, with Ashton, it was, he, we didn't know that this happened, but when he first got his immunization shots, Sometimes babies' fevers will spike, and it spiked above 103. And we spent the night in the ER. It cost us over a thousand dollars. We just didn't know kind of what was happening. We had no ways to kind of assess him at home, and so it's very common. In fact, every every baby on average will will take a trip to the ER the first year. Yeah, and you know, and and so obviously, Owlet has come into existence, and partly to to help with that. But you know, uh, it, it's you know creating services for children is, is not new, right? You walk into any bye-bye baby and any parent knows that it's just aisles and aisles of stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, the market for early childhood, you know, it's, it's big business, right? Um, you know, maybe talk about this market. You know, how, how big is the parenting market, both, uh, you know, both domestic and globally, and, and maybe talk broadly about the market for, for um, you know, child-related products. And, and then maybe, you know, when you think about where Aula competes in, you know, how big is that market itself? Yeah, there's uh, 140 million babies born every year. And if you look at conception to kindergarten, essentially multiply that by six um, to cover that kind of whole span, which is which is the market that we think about. The average parent uh, spends about $12,000 per year per child. Um, so in the US alone, this is a $300 billion plus market where parents are spending $12,000 a year per child um, on, you know, and that's a, that's the variety of needs from, you know, food and clothing, but also to, to gear and products. Uh, in the U S there's, there's over film for, there's nearly 4 million babies born every year. Uh, Europe uh, has more babies born than the U S and China alone is about four times the size of, of the U S. So, you know, this is a really big market. It's, you know, they've done studies. This is the biggest um, change in spending habits that we go through as parents. And so, you know, very large brands target, you know, even some of your large car brands are focused on this time of life because it's a, it's a huge shift in priorities and spending. And I still remember going to, we were living in New York in a small apartment. Uh, it was, it was during the winter, the air was bad and we felt like we needed to get an air purifier for, for my son, you know, after he was born. And we were standing in the, in the, um, in the store and I was looking at, okay, do I want the $49 option, the $99, the $149 option? And how clean do I want the air for my child to breathe? And I think what's really unique about this market is that it's very inelastic. If, if you, there's a perception that this is gonna improve the safety, health, or well-being of my child, I, I want it for them uh, as, much as, as much as we can afford it, right? And so uh, I think the other interesting thing about this market is just that you know, every parent wants the best for their, their child and, and innovative products that really move the needle. Uh, I think there's, there's high demand and, and a market for that. And that's what we've seen with Outlet. We've now tracked over uh, 1 million babies have used the, the product. Um, over 2 million parents and grandparents have, have used our app. Uh, it's the number one monitor on the market. It's, it's very innovative. And I think it solves a fundamental need for parents. And it's why, um, you know, the, the overall 
you know, demand and, and perception for outlet is, is really high. You know, another interesting statistic is just that in, uh, in, you know, outlet has higher penetration, for example, in the Midwest than on the coast, which is surprising because they're generally lower income areas. And I think it's a one, one signal that this is a, this is a pretty inelastic market. We're really focused on the, um, building the care ecosystem for families from conception to kindergarten. And we believe that that's an $81 billion market by 2025. And it's a combination of the, you know, technology tools and the, the data and the services, the telehealth services that integrate together um, to, to solve problems holistically for parents from conception to kindergarten. So we believe we're growing into an $81 billion global market. Uh, we've started expanding beyond uh, the US to, to Europe. Um, and, and then we'll, we'll go from there to Asia. And you know, as we assess that market, we take a, a pretty big in, income filter for uh, not only the US and Europe, but, but also Asia. And so we feel like that's a conservative estimate and we're just barely scratching the surface. And as we've started to expand to some of these other geographies, we're seeing the response from parents uh, be very similar to the United States. It's, it's, a, it's a really strong response. And you know, obviously parents everywhere want the best for their child. Yeah. And you, know, you talked about, uh, sorry, just to go back, just to clarify, you, you said obviously yeah. four, 4 million births a year in the U.S. Globally, how, how many births a year? Did it's I hear 140 million births every year globally. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah clearly. Um, you know, you, you talked about the ecosystem and, and the technology that you're bringing together here. Um, you know, but bringing technology, you know, that's that's not actually unique, I think, to, to Alley, where we've seen technology increasingly incorporated into products directed at, at infants and for children, you know, and, and we see other companies in the market, you know, what, what have you seen so far, you know, where, where are we in terms of this sort of technology adoption trend, you know, applied into this part of the market? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's ever been a better time to be building tech for parents than today. Um, you know, parents are more engaged than ever before. The average father spends 300% more time today uh, than they did in the 1960s. And parents are relying on technology more and more. I mean, just as adults, 92 million adults in the U.S. will have a pulse oximeter on their wrist by 2022. So this is, uh, we're seeing technology work its way into parenting. And I I think it's directed primarily at kind of the three big, three big S's is what I call them, the, you know, safety, sickness, and sleep. Those are the three big things that I think every parent is worried about. And so we're seeing innovation across kind of those three areas um, between, you know, from all the way from conception up to kindergarten, we're seeing technology weave its way in. I will say though, that this is a, this is a space that, that tends to be sort of thought of second you know, the, the, you know, a lot of the big technology companies and, and, um, and brands focus on, you know, the, the later years in life, if you develop a, a smart wearable, somebody can wear it from age 12 to age 90, uh, which is pretty different. And, and, you know, baby changes quite rapidly. Babies go from being a single cell to walking in 20 months. It's pretty incredible. And so the solution set changes a little bit, but, you know, the, the customer's engagement and, um, you know, the, the, their behavior around searching for solutions is very different in the space. And I think that's what's created a kind of an unfair advantage for Outlet. We're also seeing health care move to the home. You know, the access to a doctor has never been easier. And the rate of healthcare utilization at this time of life is significantly higher than really any other time of life because of the reasons that we mentioned. And so, you know, I think telehealth is, is playing an, an, an increasing role in the space and COVID has accelerated that. 
Um, and so I think it's, it's just a, it's a really interesting time to be um, innovating for parents. So then Kurt, how about we, you know, delve into here then um, and talk a little bit more about Outlet itself, uh, you know, certainly because I want to circle back to telehealth. You know, one thing that stood out is uh, as we've looked at this baby monitoring space, you know, Outlet seems to have carved out a pretty uh, unique spot for itself. Um, maybe help the listeners here, uh, you know, learn a little bit more about, you know, some of your key products. Yeah, I would say that the smart sock is kind of the the flagship product. It's it's the product we've had the longest, and and certainly the one that I think um, has has seen the most penetration in the market. And so the smart sock is a it's a it's a wrap that goes around the baby's foot uh, that velcros around your baby's foot, and it uses pulse oximetry technology um, to track your baby's heart rate and oxygen levels, and then can notify you in real time if you need to check on baby. It's the same technology that they use in the hospital. Um, you know, it's pulse oximetry, uh, the little red light that they put on your finger if you're not familiar with it. Um, and Owlets, essentially, we've miniaturized it. It's a hundredth the size. Um, it's a tenth the cost of one of these big hospital monitors. Uh, and it's, it's wireless and wearable and fits right under the footy pajamas. And so it's an incredible way for parents to have peace of mind. Uh, it's to know everything's okay at night. And then, you know, we've also been able to generate a large amount of data from that, the largest data set of infant health that's, that's ever been collected. It's the number one baby monitor on the market today. Um, and I could go on and on, but I, the last thing I would share with SmartSock is that 96% of parents report less anxiety, 94% report better sleep. And that first year experience is just better with the SmartSock. What we found as we were you know, bringing the SmartSock to market is that 75% of our customers were still buying uh, video cameras. They still wanted to kind of the, the, maintenance care of knowing when you need to go in, uh, when your baby has, you know, a, a diaper change or they wake up in the morning. And so, uh, right after that, we launched the Alec cam, which, you know, with one click of the, uh, of a button in our app, you can actually see your baby, hear your baby and know that they're okay. All with one click of a button. It's our hero product. We call it the Alec duo, which is the sock plus the camera. Uh, and they work together to, to create that experience for parents. Parents absolutely love it. The net promoter score on on our products is, you know, it's best in class. It's, um, you know, around 70, which is higher than most of the top consumer brands. Um, and every single parent that uses the app actually gets net promoter score surveys. So we're, we're, we follow that closely. And then the, the most recent product that we launched, you know, in the last uh, year or so is, is the, uh, our sleep learning program. It's essentially our kind of our first step into telehealth services. We uh, digitize the content from the world's top sleep trainers. Uh, built a, a customized software engine that that integrates into our mobile app. We have the most data on, on infant sleep of anybody in the world. And you get this customized sleep training plan for your child to help them sleep through the night. 90% of parents that use that uh, are reporting better sleep within a week. And half of them are actually sleeping through the night within seven days, which is really incredible. So those are the three products we have on the market today. And then we're testing, we're beta testing right now, our next big product, which is the Outlet Band. It's a wearable monitor for pregnancy that tracks fetal heart rate and, and maternal heart rate and maternal sleep position to give parents peace of mind in pregnancy. And all of this is all integrated into to one single app that parents uh, can use for across all your products? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And talk about then, you know, obviously you, you mentioned telehealth a couple of times, you know, how, you know, how, how, how are you thinking about this, incorporating this in, into the, to the outlet ecosystem and, you know, you know, what do you think the opportunities there are? Yeah, and we've talked about how, you know, the, the rate of healthcare utilization is 
significantly higher, especially primary care utilization at this, at this age of life is significantly higher than any other time of life. And the type of interaction with, with healthcare providers is very, very unique as well. You know, it's, you're, you're, uh, you're primarily checking to see if baby's okay. For example, the number one reason for an, for an ER visit are respiratory related, it's respiratory infections. And they're essentially checking to see if it's RSV or pneumonia or some, some deeper issue. And if it's not, then it's, it's a cold and they send baby home with Tylenol and Motrin and a pat on the back and a big ER bill. Um, and we really believe that, you know, Alit's in a unique position in the telehealth world because um, it, it, not only do we have the data that's predictive, we can tell when a baby's, you know, might be starting to get sick and we know when we, you know, it might be time for, for a telehealth interaction. Parents are also opening up our app, you know, on average seven times a day at rivals social media platforms. So we have a, a, a deep relationship with the customer. We have the data that can be helpful, and that's what's going to allow us to, to really close the loop at home and, and save parents that two-hour trip and, and large urgent care bill when it's unnecessary. And hopefully in the future, as we get FDA clearances, we'll actually be able to screen for risk uh, for children sooner so that the 3% of children that need to get into the ER will get in there sooner and they'll, they'll, they'll get better care. And maybe lastly, to think about it, when we're, when we're thinking about telehealth, particularly for outlet. We're specifically talking about getting in contact with pediatricians. Is that the right way to think about it? Yeah, that's the right way to think about it. Just having access immediately to a pediatrician in the app, um, having your outlet data available and making that process as seamless as possible. Yeah. 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 You know, so we, we've talked a little bit about uh, the smart sock, you know, obviously, um, you know, the cam and, and the sleep training you know, we're, we're not talking about a pregnancy ban. So now we're talking from conception into, you know, early childhood. Uh, you know, you're, you're talking about, and you, you talked a bit about ecosystem, obviously a, a lot of, in our everyday life, we, we talk about the, you know, internet of things, IOT, and, and how much more of all of our devices are connected to each other. You know, this is something that you tend to talk about a lot. Um, and I know you've brought up this idea in the past about, you know, connected nursery, you know, you know Talk about what does a connected nursery, you know, in your mind mean, and you know what does that look like in the future, um, and, and then maybe a lastly, you know, how do you see this really adding value to the parents, uh, you know, as we think about you know, not just what you have, but you know what what could be added. Yeah, so I'll start with where the connected nursery is today, which um, is is you know it's basically just Owlet. There's not. And if you go to like Best Buy and you go to the smart home category, you've got a few brands that have multiple products that, that work together to make your life simpler. And if you go to you know, a retail store and you look at their connected nursery section, it's a bunch of disconnected um, technology tools. And so parents have to take on that extra role of being the IT expert. And for us, when we think about it, you know, great example last night, you know, this is a mindless job. I woke, my, my son woke up, it was, it was 2.30 in the morning. I went in there and he just needed me to like rock him back to sleep, right? And parents have a lot of, you know, a lot of interruptions. Sleep's a great example where, um, you know, the, the baby needs a little bit of comfort and parents aren't there. And so how could technology play a role in that? Well, you know, if you have a smart crib that has, you know, motion in it, and then you have the outlet sock data that is tracking heart rate and oxygen and sleep quality, we know when baby's coming out of a sleep cycle and is likely going to wake up and we can actually cue motion in the crib to help prevent a night waking and get parents more sleep. That's one example, you know, lights and sounds, temperature control, 
Um, Alit's in a really unique position because we're upstream in the data collection. We know, you know, we know when baby's getting sick. We know when they had a bad night of sleep. We know when they may not be in a safe sleep position. We know when they're uncomfortable. Um, and so it puts us in the position to actually quarterback this connected nursery ecosystem and optimize the environment around baby's needs uh, that, that can solve parents a lot of headache you know, throughout the night. Um, we also think about it in terms of the parenting journey, right? So as you start in pregnancy, being able to, to, to have access to your baby's health information and to a doctor in the cloud, and then, you know, not have to switch partners or, or switch brands throughout that journey. So actually weaving this together into an integrated ecosystem where parents know it's one app, everything's going to work together, uh, and, and one plus one is going to equal three. So we think it translates to better health, better sleep, and better safety for children. And, and, and you know, to me, it seems like, you know, Owlet is in a much, is in a unique position because you're talking about your upstreaming it, whereas if someone started as a crib manufacturer, you know, they right. can put motion into the crib, but, you know, how do they then integrate downstream into everything else? It's not really there. Yeah, the crib is like the arms, right? But you need the brain. And yeah, having having the the AI that we have and the intelligence and the data is really the centralized, you know, you know, we thought maybe the Nest thermostat would be the hub of the home. And then it, it seems silly now because, of course, voice is the hub of the home. That's where the intelligence is flowing through to automate, you know, um, home automation. So similar for, for, for monitoring, the monitor is the voice of the of, of baby during that stage. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. You know, we, we touched on it a little bit before, you know, you're, you're talking about FDA approval for some of your products. You know, I, I think that, you know, a, a lot of what the company has done so far has been very kind of consumer facing, but, you know, to me, one of the underappreciated opportunities really is this healthcare opportunity uh, for you. And, uh, you know, you obviously brought some strong healthcare leadership in the last few months as well. Um, you know, you're in the process of submitting a number of your products for review uh, by the FDA. Uh, can, can you talk about which products you're planning to submit for review, and you know, how do you you know how do you see gaining FDA approval benefiting Outlet? Yeah, we're working on um, primarily our our health monitoring products with FDA. So the Smart Sock, we have two versions of the Smart Sock. The Baby Sat, which will be used for babies who are high risk um, that that need access to monitoring, and doctors can actually prescribe that monitor for parents to take home. And then we call it OTC Sock, which is an over-the-counter version of our Smart Sock, which hopefully will eventually replace our Smart Sock as an FDA-cleared over-the-counter uh, health monitor for healthy babies for parents to have at home. Um, and then the band that we're working on a on a clearance for the pregnancy band as well. And, you know, I think it's going to do a few things. Um, the, the first is that it's going to open up, uh, you know, the ability to, to use the data that we're capturing from our devices so that doctors can use that to diagnose and to direct care at home. That's a really big opportunity. Then the second piece is that there's existing reimbursement codes for pulse oximetry monitoring. We'll be able to work with those codes and then develop new codes over time that, that we hope will, you know, we're HSA and FSA approved today. We'll have codes with with BabySat and then expand that that base as we continue to improve health and uh, reduce costs to insurance companies. We think we can actually get codes and insurance reimbursement. And you know, and and that sounds really interesting. And you know, when you think about moving into this healthcare market, I, obviously you you've already built a a consumer directed model. Uh, you've had great growth so far, and and you you have strategies in place. You know, to, to grow both domestically and abroad, 
you know, what what changes when you think about uh, approaching the healthcare market, particularly providers and uh, and insurance companies? Yeah, I think one of our strengths is that we are direct to consumer. We have you know over a million babies have used Outlet, and we have a direct relationship with the end user and beneficiary of the of of the products that we build. And um, that's, I think that's a real position of strength. And as we, as we integrate telehealth services and expand on this ecosystem, um, the data that we're generating is really compelling. We did a study with researchers from the Cleveland Clinic. It was the largest study ever done on infant uh, cardiac issues. And we were able to kind of establish the bell curve of what's normal in the home. Really interesting stuff. And, and we're also able to use that data to then take that to uh, insurance companies, providers, and self-insured employers to to show health outcomes and, and cost savings data. And so that's kind of the, the second piece for us is, you know, we are going to have this, this uh, integrated ecosystem with a large consumer platform, but then being able to take that and get insurance companies and self-insured employers to buy into it because of the, the obvious benefits for parents, I think will be, uh, will be another big channel for outlet. Do you think that not having FDA uh, approvals so far has been limiting at least having the ability for pediatricians to aggressively advocate for their patients to parents to, to get an outlet. It, it, do you think that is a gating factor for you at the moment that that would be alleviated once you get approval? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I honestly do. You know, the, the number one source of referrals for products for, for parents are friends and family. And so we've obviously done really well we have really high penetration in, in key geographies, and we think the rest of the U.S. is going to get to those penetration levels. But I do think it's a it's an unlock for the business when we get the FDA clearance and we're able to uh, get pediatricians to start recommending it, and it becomes more of a standard of care. Yeah, no, that makes sense. You know, one area I do want to touch on too, right? Is is you talked about the the Cleveland Clinic study? I think was a tachyarrhythmia. Um, you know, beyond if we think about beyond sort of the, 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 the research being done to support submission for FDA, yeah, I know the company is uh, funding a number of other clinical research studies. You know, one of the ones that I, I find very uh, exciting is the one for um, uh, SUIDs, right? Uh, sudden infant death uh, syndrome. You know, that looks potentially to be a game changer. You know, can you, can you give us some details about that study? Yeah, so we, we've um, partnered with researchers from the University of Utah, and um, this this is the largest study ever done on SUIDs and monitoring, and we're looking at the rate of mortality with um, uh, with monitoring for SUIDs, and and it's a really innovative study. Uh, it's it's uh, will be statistically powered, uh, and it's it's going very well. Um, we're excited to, to be able to announce and, and release that study. But it really, for, from my perspective, it's a game changer in terms of how we think about technology at home and, and, and the benefits that it can provide. But really excited because it is the largest study ever done in this area. And it's the only statistically powered study on the subject. Um, and, you know, this is a huge problem for parents. So we're excited to shed more light on this uh, and, and have some updates soon. Do you have a, any rough estimate on when, when you think the study will be completed by, or is that Still, so, yeah, study studies nearing completion, and we're just submitting it for peer review, um, so that the study will be submitted very soon, and then it it it's up to the journals uh, as to when it will get published. So, you know, as we kind of close out here, as we think about sort of 
you know, where, where do you go here? You know, you, you already talked about, you know, a number of the products that were betaing, beta testing and, and on the market now. You know, I think one we didn't talk about really was obviously SmartSock Plus. Um, you know, maybe talk about that. And you, you, as we think about the connected nursery, you, you kind of mentioned the crib. Is that something that you're actively looking at? Like, you know, how, how do you how do you see over the near term you know, this you know, the outlet ecosystem kind of expanding? Um, so from pregnancy to kindergarten, and and yeah, Sock Plus was a big part of that. We uh, extended the benefits of the Smart Sock up to age five. Uh, we launched that a little bit ahead of schedule, which was awesome, um, just about a month ago. And um, we're, we're getting ready to release the band, which will uh, extend us into pregnancy. We'll layer in our telehealth service, uh, which will, will act as kind of the glue us this parenting journey. Um, and then we'll start to, to continue to, I guess we'll, we'll continue to build uh, more connected nursery products. The crib has started development. We're really excited about that as a, as a new product line for Outlet that will have automatic integrations that will be very intelligent. And I think will really bring this idea of the, the connected ecosystem to life. Um, those are the major ones. We'll continue to do updates on our existing products and, and continue to make them better. That We're under the you know, Sock Plus is the fourth version of the Smart Sock. Uh, we'll continue to add to Smart Sock line and the camera line and uh, make them better. And then you know, I think the, the biggest area of interest for us is, you know, because we have all of this data and we'll have multiple integrations, you know, weaving that together to, to solve real problems for parents and make their life easier and, um, you know, really build a relationship. I think Alex going to go from, you know, where we are today to a six to 10 year customer relationship with uh, LTV that, that could be in the, you know, uh, multiple thousands of dollars. And, and as you think about this, like kind of lifetime journey or, you know, multi-year journey with parents, you know, how, how do you think that that changes the way we, you know, parents think about, um, you know, purchasing items, right? Right now it's, you know, I, I'm buying multiple things for my kids, you know, when my next kid comes along, you know, I, I you know, buy a whole new bunch of stuff uh, yeah. kid as well. Um, but, you know, I, 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 in a world where, you know, I, I'm, you know, the, the way I, you know, I have an Apple phone and I buy the next generation Apple phone on a, on a new subscription plan, you know, you know, it seems like there's a real opportunity here to, to kind of change the way we think about, um, you know, providing for our kids, you know, the necessary, you know, items to, to maintain their safety. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's the, it's the third trimester that you, you, all of a sudden you have this big list of items and we even do, baby showers and, you know, gifts and, you know, every sort of the village contributes to try to help you get ready for baby. And, you know, I think there's a really big opportunity to kind of smooth out that, uh, I'm going to like energy of activation, not to be too nerdy, but like just that, you know, hill that you have to overcome to feel like you're, you have all the tools you need to, to give better care for your child. And so I do think, you know, new business models around hardware as a service and software as a service as that, that ecosystem completes and the services are integrated, will make more and more sense to the consumer versus buying one-off purchases. And as a business, you know, we want our customers to have all of our products because they work together and they actually, you know, the one plus one equals three. And if you have the telehealth service, then it's just, you know, all of that together creates the most optimal parenting journey um, and hopefully the, the safest, healthiest and happiest environment for, for the child. Yeah, so yeah, we'll look forward to that. Um, so, you know, maybe just to close out here, you know, any kind of 
final message you'd like to leave with listeners as, as they think about, you know, as they think about outlet and in, in, in this world of uh, uh, parenting? Yeah, I would just say that this is a really unique category. Um, you know, you can't, for example, you can't leave the hospital without putting your baby in a car seat. Um, they actually make sure that they're properly strapped in before you leave the hospital room. And then a nurse will actually walk you down to the car to make sure that you know how to install, you know, the car seat in the car. And they did this with our first child, our second child, and then our third child, you know, that it, we just take it so seriously, which is a great thing. And we've been able to take car accident fatalities um, for children from about 400 a year to 80 per year. It's a, it's a miracle. It's amazing. Every fire station in the country is strained on this. Um, you know, the Affordable Care Act, uh, Act covers breast pumps. So every family can get a breast pump. Every family family has a thermometer. When, when it comes to the delivering better care for our children, uh, this generally aren't relegated to like a small percentage of the population. We see category-wide adoption. And, you know, when you look at these big problems, the, you know, stillbirth and sewage and uh, the rate of healthcare utilization, we cannot imagine a world, you know, there's 40 times as many babies that pass away from sewage unexpectedly at home than pass away from car accidents, 40 times. We cannot imagine a world, you know, a few years from today where every baby doesn't have access to health sensing technology and, and immediate care when they need it. And, and that, you know, parents are going to be empowered to deliver that. Whereas today, um, you know, the only thing I got was a little digital thermometer. So uh, that's, that's the world we think we're moving into. And, and it's a, it's, I think it's a health equity, uh, you know, opportunity to, to give this to more families. Yeah, no, I, I hope so too, and it, and it looks exciting to to watch as it comes. So, I, I think we'll we'll end there on that. Uh, you know, Kurt, really enjoyed having you uh, join us today. Uh, you know, really appreciate all your thoughts here, and uh, want to thank everyone for listening. And uh, you know, please join us for our next episode. Awesome! Thank you so much for having me, Charles. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned for the next episode of Cowan Insights.